Welcome to the Unstoppable Coach Podcast. I'm Millette Jones, and every weekday I chat with today's most successful coaches, and we learn their secrets to building a thriving coaching business. Are you ready to be unstoppable? Let's go. Welcome to the Unstoppable Coach Podcast, where inspiration and action come together. Today we're joined by Tracy Minutolo. There's never been a better time in history to start a business, and there's never been a better time than now to diversify income sources. The side hustle is a perfect vehicle to test the waters before taking the plunge. Tracy has been a side hustler since before there was a name for it. She's a full-time lab supervisor who started a virtual assistant business almost two years ago. Working with one client in particular, it opened her eyes to the possibility of coaching, and now she works directly with motivated, mostly 9-to-5ers, to design and launch profitable, service-based side businesses at the intersection of their passions and their existing skills. Tracy, thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks so much for having me on. Before we jump into more about your business, I'd love it if you would tell us just a little bit about you and maybe some of the things you like to do when you're not at work or at your other work. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, you mentioned I am a a lab supervisor. I'm a microbiologist um, by training. So, um, you know, science is a little passion of mine and it's a a little geeky thing that I do. But I also, um, I'm living in San Diego and originally from the East Coast, but I'm in San Diego now. And in my free time, I love to check out the new restaurants uh, in my neighborhood and craft beer uh, places around here because we are basically in the in the hub of the craft beer uh, world right here in San Diego. So, yeah, and honestly, the weather is usually pretty good over here. So um, it's it's good to get out and go hiking and stuff as well. Cool. What's your favorite craft beer? So I'm an IPA girl. That's really my favorite style. Um uh, a couple of breweries in San Diego that are doing a great job are like Modern Times. Um, let's see, Burning Beard is one of my newer favorite ones, but we're actually headed up to Portland in a couple of days and they've got some great beer as well up there. So we're looking forward to that. Nice. I haven't gotten into the IPAs yet. They're, they're a little bit bitter for me, but maybe <laughs> I just, I stick with the stouts and the porters. I don't know. Even in the summertime, that's what I love to drink. So, <laughs> Well, before we jump into more about the coaching, I would love to know kind of what led you to start coaching in the first place? How long have you been doing it? And let's talk about that journey that took you from the lab to coaching. Yeah, absolutely. So as you mentioned uh, in the intro, I am, I've been a side hustler for forever. Um, I've actually more recently found out that the the term side hustler has been around for a long time. I just wasn't aware of it. It wasn't really in the popular vernacular until more recently, I think. But um, I have always had something going on on the side, whether it was a part-time job or just looking for ways to earn a couple of additional bucks. I actually <laughs> I actually took on, uh, for a very short time, a part-time job taking care of exotic birds for a little while, which is kind of interesting, cutting up their food for them and feeding them. Um, so <laughs> that was kind of, it's just always been on my radar, ways to... to just looking for ways to make extra money. Um, it's actually kind of a joke amongst my friends that Tracy's always doing something, you know, she's always up to something. Um, 
but honestly, what, what it was is I, at a certain point, decided that I wanted a little bit more control over what I was doing. Um, and this was actually more like two and a half years ago now. Um, decided that I actually wanted to start a side business rather than doing um, just part-time work or one-off little mm-hmm. little gigs for extra money. So I started the process of brainstorming side business ideas for myself. And as I mentioned, I am um, a microbiologist and the first you know, set of skills that I looked at for potential side business um, ideas was what I was trained to do, um, what mm-hmm. I had education in, what I had been paid to do previously and kept coming up just blank. I just could not make a connection between, you know, what I knew how to do and what somebody would actually pay for, you know, pay me to do outside of my full-time job. So the right. process was actually kind of annoying and <laughs> frustrating. <laughs> sure. um, <laughs> but I ended up, um, and, and it's funny how these things work too. Um, it was in my car on my way to work uh, on my commute. I just thought to myself, well, you know, I do a lot of social media work for these two organizations in town, these two nonprofit organizations. As I'm, I've always really been involved in volunteering and I was working with these two organizations here that, um, raise money and work directly with homeless and at risk teens. So mm-hmm. I had been, you know, just tasked with doing social media and doing some WordPress, um, updates just basic blog updating because nobody else wanted to do it. So I was like, oh, yeah, I like computer stuff. I will jump in there and and give that a shot. So I ended up really liking it and kind of geeking out on it a little bit. And so it kind of became a passion of mine. Um, And so it just dawned on me. I wonder... I wonder if anybody else out there could use <laughs> that skill set. And so mm-hmm. at the time, I had just really started listening to a lot more um, business-based podcasts or personal finance mm-hmm. podcasts, personal development type shows. Um, and so I, you know, kind of started thinking, like, I wonder, you know, podcasters, if they, if this is a viable option, like if somebody out there who has a podcast could actually really use help with some of the, like promoting the show and doing some of the behind the scenes work. I am very detail oriented. So I'm just thinking to myself, I wonder. So I had been following a couple of shows. I reached out to those hosts um, just because I had had a little bit of a rapport with them for, um, you know, on their email list. And, you know, when, when folks say, Hey, reply and tell me what you're thinking about. What are you struggling with? Like I would reply to those. (laughs) Right. And ended up building a little rapport. So then I felt comfortable reaching back out and saying, hey, I'd like to start this VA business and I'd like to serve podcasters. Um, What do you think? These are my skills. What types of things are you looking for in a a VA? Have you ever worked with a VA? What was your experience like? I wasn't looking for clients at the time, but Mm -hmm. I ended up getting back a lot of great advice. I got an ebook back on, you know, basically how to like hire a virtual assistant, all these cool things. And two of them actually did end up becoming clients. Oh, nice. One of those folks was a career coach. Um, And so I ended up becoming basically a team member. Um, And his name is Scott Barlow. And it's happened to your career is the name of the the podcast and also the business. So Mm -hmm. I ended up getting pretty involved with his community. Um, He has some Facebook groups that I was kind of doing a little bit of community management getting in there with his clients, just, you know, conversing with them. And um, naturally, I found that I really enjoyed helping them with little career issues that would pop up here and there and just kind of just doing some, I wouldn't quite say coaching, but it was just like light advising, just kind of filling in the gaps. Um, mm-hmm. And so when Scott was ready to start up a side business course, he actually, because he had noticed that I kind of jumped, he's like, I love the way you get in there and you know, your answers are great and, you know, like that kind of thing. And so he was like, I wonder if you would be 
willing to step in as an assistant coach and help me with this mastermind group that I want to set up as part of my side business course. So that is what led to the coaching. So it ended up being like, really, I don't know, I was, I was scared. I was definitely like, oh my God, I don't want to mess this up. This guy is trusting me (laughs) with his clients. I don't know what I'm going to do. And I was definitely like, you know, I felt like, wow, am I, am I like leaping too soon? I need to know more. Maybe I should I don't know. I, it was just one of those things, but I ended up taking the leap, um, being nervous about it, nervous about every word I said. I was monitoring everything. I want to make sure that I'm, you know, representing his business well. I want to make sure that these clients are getting everything they paid for and, you know, all the self-doubt and everything kind of creeps in. But it ended up being like probably the best like six months sort of internship, apprenticeship <laughs> that mm-hmm. I ever could have had. And so I was in there as a coach in his uh, small side business uh, mastermind uh, group and ended up just loving it. And so from there, I ended up going out on my own. And now I'm doing the side business coaching for my my own business. And so I know yeah. that's kind of a long story, but there that was the path. <laughs> coaching was never the, um, the outcome I imagined. I really just wanted to kind of get in there and earn a couple of extra bucks, mm-hmm. got turned on to this really cool thing and figured out that I'm pretty decent at it. And, and it's just been fun. So do you focus on, in your coaching, do you focus on helping people start a VA business or is it just really whatever they're interested in? Yeah, not specifically VA business, although I have worked Uh with VAs, um, but Mm -hmm. primarily service-based businesses. So, and it, you know, I've worked with other coaches, I've worked with web developers, um, folks in marketing. um, I think right now I'm helping somebody start up a podcast editing business. Mm -hmm. Mm, Right. So... Yeah, so just anything that people are are interested in starting on the side is sort Mm -hmm. of your specialty. Yes. Cool. So as you've been getting this business going, can we talk about maybe a low point that you experienced? Um, You know, you spoke a little bit about what some of us might call like imposter syndrome, you know, not knowing if you were ready, (laughs) um, maybe being a little bit afraid to jump. I mean, would you consider that to be like a low point or is there something that really sticks out in your mind? Yeah, that wasn't a low point. That was just um, another like evolution of this path, I guess, this this sort of journey that I've been on to like find something that scares the hell out of me and just go for it. So that was was scary <laughs> right. and nerve-wracking, but it was awesome and exhilarating at the same time. And then starting to mm-hmm. see people having light bulb moments because of something that we worked on together was just like, oh my God, it's almost like a high, you know, and it's just mm-hmm. really amazing. So that was definitely not a low point, but... Um, the low point came when I ended up, I I was still doing the VA work and I was trying to build my own coaching practice and I was coaching Mm -hmm. in Scott's program. So, (laughs) and you had a full-time job and I had my full-time. Oh yeah. That too. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) so I, you know, basically just the number of hours in the week wasn't enough. And I ended Mm -hmm. up really just feeling like this, almost like a, I don't know, it was resentment. I guess that's part of it. And not at anybody in particular, but kind of at myself because I hadn't made, you know, strides to sort of break off and kind of do my own thing sooner maybe. Or it was Mm. just because I I just felt like, okay, 
I'm spending all this time doing the VA work. I'm coaching clients in this program, which is training for me. And that's the part that I really love, but I'm still doing a lot of the social media. I'm doing a lot of like, you know, podcast show notes and all these behind the scenes things. I'm like, I don't really want to be doing this anymore. Right. <laughs> want to move on, want to move on. And because I had been with, you know, happen to your career for so long and I was part of the team and I just, I love being part of the team and everybody was just awesome. I was dragging my heels on leaving. So mm-hmm. it ended up being kind of, you know, a couple of months of just like, just being tired and kind of dragging a little bit and just, I don't know, struggling along there. So it, it and I knew something had to happen. I had to make some sort of decision, but I was dreading it from, from all angles. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, it sounds like you, it sounds like you got exactly what you wanted, but yeah. it was just all too much. It was like too much of what you wanted almost. So how did yep. you how did you start narrowing your focus and really getting yourself on the path that you really wanted to be on? So and and this is again where coaches come in and really help. So I was speaking to my coach at the time um and I was telling him, you know, just in a real like moment of I don't know just real transparent, just honesty. I was like, you know, I am so jealous of my friend who, who was another coach that I had been becoming really good friends with. And we had our own sort of like little sort of mastermind group, but like we would just sort of um, mm-hmm. talk all the time. And I'm like, man, I am so jealous of him. Like he gets to put so much time into his group. He has a full-time job too, but it's like he only does his coaching. <laughs> and I am so like, you know, at that time I was just like, ah, um, and so he was like, okay, so then just do your coaching. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> you mean I can give up the other stuff that I'm doing? You mean I can, I can actually make that decision? Yeah. Yeah. So it's going to take a conversation. I'm going to have to call up Scott and say, look, this is what I need to do. Um, but in my heart, that's what, like when I, every time I thought about that, I mm-hmm. felt sad for leaving, you know, this awesome, you know, opportunity that I had had that had basically brought me to the point that I was at. And if it had not been for that, I would not have even considered coaching. It wasn't even on my radar. Leaving that, you know, to move on and kind of do my own thing. It was also like, I don't know, it just made my heart sort of sing. It was just like, that's what I want to do. And, you know, I have to do this as tough as it's going to be. So I did. And it turned out okay. (laughs) (laughs) So would you say that that was like the tipping point in your business when you were able to sort of release some of the other things? And did you stop doing the VA stuff as well? Yeah. Yeah. So I did. Okay. I, I had the conversation with Scott and I, I, it was hard. I was definitely, I uh, sent him an email and I said, we need to talk. And then I was sweating it out for the next couple of days until he got, got back to me to say, okay, yeah, yeah, let's, let's schedule a call. Let's chat. Um, <laughs> but we and finally got on the phone with him and I was just like, and he said, yeah, I knew this was coming. <laughs> right. He's like, I knew this was coming and it's okay. It's fine. You know, um, which, for me, I had built it up so much in my head that I had thought, you know, oh, God, this is going to be horrendous. But no, he wanted the best for me. He was appreciative for everything and, you know, that we had worked on so far. And he was like, just if you could help me, you know, we'll find your replacement. We can get them trained. And so I said, absolutely. So we put a timeline together and, you know, within, you know, like it was like a month and a half, we had our replacement and I had trained her and I was able to go and, and do my own thing. 
So you were able to to release the part-time coaching or the assistant coaching, and you were able to wrap up all of the, the outstanding jobs, I guess, that you had with your VA business. So when you made that shift to just doing your own thing, what was like, were you starting from zero? Did you already have some clients that you were working with there? How did you start to get that business going? Because at that point, you probably felt like you had all the time in the world after right. you, you know, you didn't have these other responsibilities. Yeah. And I had, um, in preparation for this, I had slowly started um, letting other clients go beforehand. So it really, by that point in time, the program that I was assistant coaching in was wrapping up. So I saw that through to the end and the timing there was almost, almost dead on with replacing, uh, training my replacement for the VA work. So things kind of wrapped up and it was last summer actually. Um, so yeah, I, I was starting from scratch essentially. Well, not entirely, I, I guess, because I did have a couple of nice little testimonials. That was one thing that Scott made clear. He's like, you can absolutely ask for testimonials for yourself because you've done the work. Oh, nice. You've been there for mm-hmm. these folks and absolutely. So I started out with a nice little handful of testimonials, um, but I had to kind of figure the whole thing out on my own. Like, how am I going to get myself out there? How am I going to put the word out there? Um, and one thing that I, I did that I turned to that... Um, I don't even know how I stumbled upon this, but I found an app called Coach Coach Me or Coach Me um, previous to this, and it's basically a habit tracking app, or that's essentially what it was intended for. I think originally, like if you want to drink more water, you can go in there and like click on, you know, each day I drank more water, and so it's like the Seinfeld method of don't break the chain. So you want right. to keep adding that up. But they also, um, they have coaches on that platform. So if you want a coach to help you build that and they use, um, you know, basically this momentum method where, you know, you start with some very small steps, get some small wins and build momentum for your new habit. So I was like, I wonder if I could use this for my side business coaching. So mm-hmm. it's not quite what the, the platform is intended for, but I had a lot of fun with it. I put a Facebook post up and I said, Hey, I'm starting this thing and I would love to coach a couple of folks for free. Because I am looking to do this, you know, on the Coach Me platform to do their certification, I need to coach a couple of clients for free. So I ended up working with two folks that actually saw the whole program through with me, um, and it was awesome. And so yeah, I coached them for free, and it took, you know, let's see, roughly eight to twelve weeks for both of those folks together. I was doing it at the same time. Um, got to basically work on my own coaching framework for starting a side business from scratch and test it out with my real live guinea pigs. <laughs> mm-hmm. The only thing I ask is that, you know, you give me some feedback. And so it was a little different. It wasn't um, traditional coaching, like not uh, video or like Skype sessions or anything like that. It was more like text-based. So I created a lot of worksheets and there was a lot of like links to resources and, you know, I would give feedback to them and stuff, but it was, I didn't have, I had two calls with the the one girl that went through and none with the other guy that I was working with. So I quickly found out that it wasn't really my preferred, um, I guess, mode for coaching. Mm-hmm. It's not really what I enjoy. I really like the face-to-face. Um, right. But my man, still one of my best friends in business right now is was one of those clients. And she is amazing. And she started um, marketing services 
for coaches. <laughs> but then cool. it's, that evolved into um, more like wellness professionals, like yoga instructors and things like that. And so she and her partner actually have this really cool business that they built out of it now. Here a year nice. later, they're they're rocking it. So it turned out really awesome. And it gave me a few more testimonials. But it really, I think the most important thing was allowed me to really solidify my framework, figure out where mm-hmm. the holes were, test it out. Um, but yeah. So after you started with the, was it an app you said? Yeah, it's an app called Coach Coach Me. Yep. Coach Me. So after you, you started with that, what was like the next sort of transition? Because you said that didn't really seem to be exactly what you were loving. So what did you do next? So then I, what I did is I, I ended up with another Coach Me client that I started to kind of um, and it was paid through the coach me system. So it wasn't as much, but I ended up doing calls with him. Like I did mm-hmm. some, and I, that's kind of where I realized, okay, this is re- really what I want to be doing. Um, and at the same time, I started building a Facebook group, Facebook community for side hustlers. And oh, so, nice. yeah, my next clients came out of the Facebook group. And so now I, I started moving into, you know, putting some packages together and, and it's still kind of, um, you know, something that evolves. So what worked or what, I thought was going to work in a certain way hasn't quite worked that way. So I'm making changes um, to where at this point now I'm, I'm just operating, you know, it's kind of like a, a flat fee. I don't have set packages anymore. It's just that there's a, you know, a three month minimum commitment. And mm-hmm. so we work on exactly what you need help with. And I'm not just helping people who um, have not started their side business yet. I'm also helping people that have gotten their side business up and running, but they're not quite happy with where they're at. So they want uh, more clients, um, whatever it might be. So yeah, it's, it's a, it's a work in progress, but it's, it's kind of cool. I just kind of make adjustments, tweak things, see what works and yeah, let's let's talk about the Facebook community a little bit because sure. I've the interesting thing is is that, you know, I'm in a bunch of Facebook groups and it seems like there's like the Facebook groups were doing really well maybe a year ago. I don't know, I kind of get the impression that some of them are still doing really well, but maybe a lot of others have sort of like fallen to the wayside. So, how did you get started with the idea that the Facebook group was going to be something that you were going to get behind and then how did you really get that built up? Yeah. So I, I kind of had the idea that I wanted to create one. Um, I had been active in groups and I just, it was in the back of my mind as something I really wanted to do, but I was concerned about starting one because I was just like, well, you know, you have all these little fears and doubts that creep in. And I was like, well, you know, (laughs) what if it sucks? Or, you know, (laughs) I don't know. What if I don't do a great job? What if I'm not as smart as I think I am? Or, you know, just these goofy things that you start to think. But then I, I quickly realized like, no, there are a lot of people who would love to participate in something like this. In fact, I can think of about 20 of them. So I reached out to people in my um, my network, and some of them are actually right here in San Diego that I knew were side business folks, um, mm-hmm. and then some folks that I knew online. And so I essentially seeded the group with um, people that I knew were going to interact, and they were going to get something out of it and you know, kind of have fun with it, and it would be good to kind of come out of the starting gate with a few active members. So... That's how I started the thing, but honestly, like it, and the group is about a year old as well. And so mm-hmm. I have been making changes, like almost, I don't know, not quite every week, but I've been doing like a lot of polling. 
So I ask my group members what they want. Um, right. I've, do, I've been doing a lot of studying of best practices in other groups that I see that are really flourishing and kind of adopting mm-hmm. some of that. Um, you know, and I've done a, just a bunch of behind the scenes work. So to kind of really make this thing something that people are interested in where they're really getting value out of it. But I think the biggest thing is I show up in the group a lot. So I'm, I'm there. I don't, um, the only posts that I automate are my daily little, um, prompt. Mm-hmm. The, ma- the main ones that I send out, and that goes out about three in the morning Pacific time. But then I'm in there as soon as I'm up and I'm posting something or a question or a resource or answering questions. I'm just in there a lot. And it's not, um, I don't know, it's just fun. So it's kind of one of those things where even if I have technically a day off, I'm off from the full-time job and I'm, I don't necessarily have any calls scheduled or anything. I'm just in there playing around because it's just, I could talk about side business until... <laughs> and blue in the face. <laughs> so it's not really work. And it's great to see other people connecting with each other in there as well. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm just, I guess I'm really just proud of this little thing that I've built, this little community that people are looking forward to coming in and checking on and just seeing what's happening. So it's, it's been good. But I would say that I've definitely gone through a few different iterations. Um, and I've noticed right. the same thing you have, that some of the groups that were really big, like some of the group owners have shut them down and kind of, mm-hmm. you know, stopped doing it or doing it in the way that they were doing it. Um, you know, and so you, what a big thing right now is doing live, um, you know, Facebook lives like that's Mm -hmm. Facebook will definitely, if you're, you're do that, you're doing that and you're active doing that. Um, the algorithm will reward you. You will definitely get more Facebook, um, juice <laughs> right. if, you're, if yeah. you're doing the lives. Um, plus, they're a lot of fun to do. So that's one thing that I'm actually getting into now. In the last like two months or so, I've been working on building like a series, a couple of series in there of recurring lives based on the things that we're working on. Yeah. So it sounds like that you're really into, you know, tweaking and testing and seeing what works and trying new things. Are the mm-hmm. Facebook lives, is that kind of the, the newest direction or, or what are you creating next in your business? Yeah, that is the newest direction. So I started out basically just doing um, a couple of solo little lives here and there where I would just mm-hmm. hop on and, and kind of talk about a particular topic for a little bit. Nothing too in-depth. Um, I did a little goal setting, a little goal setting workshop at the beginning of the year. Nothing major, but now I'm really, the thing I'm most, I think I would have to say the most lit up about is um, I started this, what I call Sunday brunch series, because Mm-hmm. One thing with me is like coffee and, and like, I don't know, just <laughs> food themes for whatever reason tend to be things that I gravitate towards. So it's fun. Right. I have fun with it. So we have Sunday brunch and that is every Sunday at 10 a.m. and it go Pacific and it goes about an hour, an hour and a half, depending on what we're talking about. But, um, I have a monthly theme that I, run every every month in the group and this month say for example we have it's money month so we're talking about everything like that we you know we have talking about money related to money mm-hmm. and so um depending on who's on we'll basically have some like informative almost like a just a light presentation but then it's just a lot of like questions and answers and a little bit of live coaching and it's just it's a lot of fun and it's it's laid back that's part of the whole like the brunch thing we're just kind of mm-hmm. Chilling and learning. So, <laughs> so you're actually bringing guests on to to talk with you. You're not yes. doing these all by yourself, right? Cool. Right. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, I was gonna say that seems to be the the beginnings of a trend there. That I'm starting to see more people, you know, bring people on to do teachings in the group, and I think that's a really cool um, that's a cool direction for the Facebook lives to go in. 
Yeah, it's a lot of fun, and it brings new eyeballs, you know, into your group too. So, you know, if you're bringing in folks that whose businesses are pretty much aligned, you know, with what mm-hmm. you're doing, it can be really great. And there's a lot of overlap in audiences, um, but. It's kind of cool because I know, I mean, I have my areas of expertise, but basically, you know, I will defer to experts, you know, in areas where it's not my wheelhouse. And I just love having the the chat. I think the, the interaction is a lot of fun. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So you had talked a little bit before about that you were kind of structuring your business where people, you know, did like a three month commitment. So one of the things that coaches really like to talk about is, you know, how are you making a living? How, what are the things that you're doing? And, you know, I mean, it really runs the gamut from people who just love to do the one-on-ones and they want, you know, 10 or 15 clients every week to people who like to dabble in a lot of things. And, you know, they like to have a book and they like to have an online course and they like some one-on-ones. You know, where do you fall on that spectrum? How are you generating revenue in your business? Right now, it's just the one-to-one coaching. Um, And because Mm -hmm. I am a side hustler, I'm not make quote unquote, making a living at it. Um, And I've actually, and this is something that I've realized more recently is the way that I really prefer to coach folks is to be like, to have it be like a very um, relationship that kind of flows, like so there's contact almost every other day so that we're just, we're Mm. constantly like working and getting momentum and pushing forward. So I don't really have the capacity to take on more than like three clients at a time because of that, because I am giving so much of myself and there's, you know, I just, I have a lot of love for the clients. And so it's like, you gotta, to be fair to everybody, it's, it's, it's gotta have a cap to it. So it's one-to-one coaching right now, but I do, um, I do have a course in the works. And then beyond that, I am considering starting a group program. So, but that's not, it's not quite at the point where I'm releasing it yet, but those are, that's what I've got going. Are you planning to stick with this as a side hustle or is this something that, you know, is, is developing into something that you'd like to transition to eventually full time? So what I always tell everybody when I when I get this question is that I would really like to have the option to go full time with this if yeah. I wanted to, if I chose to. So that is the goal. It's really to replace my full time income so that I can, you know, then at some point in the future sit there and say, well, you know what? Maybe I'll go part-time at my job. Maybe I'll find a consulting mm-hmm. job in microbiology. Maybe I'll find something else just because I want, you know, something that would actually allow me to do more of the coaching maybe, but I still really do see value in my full-time job, um, mm-hmm. not just for the paycheck and the health insurance, but also, you know, just because I'm still learning a ton at my day job. We do a lot right. of professional development. We're really big into like lean and continuous improvement because we're a manufacturer. So, I, man, so many of those principles apply over to helping people organize their lives and it just the lean principles are just amazing. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, it's not something that I see in my immediate future, um, leaving my full-time job, but I'd like to be at the point where I can say I could if I wanted to. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense because if it, if you're somewhere where you enjoy it and you're getting almost a dual benefit, you're, you know, you're helping yourself in, in that business, but you're also able to take some of those things that you learn and bring it over to your coaching clients, you know, there's really there's really no reason to change things up, I guess. Yeah. And the only, the other thing too is that because I'm a supervisor there and I lead, you know, projects and, and stuff like that, like I do a, a degree of coaching in my day job. So mm-hmm. I, there isn't a huge, huge gap between what I do for on the side and what I do full time. I'm still kind of bringing that element of and those strengths are showing up in both. Right. So. 
even though you're doing this on the side with the idea that you would like to grow it to the point where you had that option of being able to make it something full time, what would you say is like maybe a favorite strategy for introducing new people to your business? How, how are you getting the word out there? So more recently, um, and I would say probably within the last six months-ish, um, I have made my Facebook profile public and I have started friend requesting folks and kind of building mm-hmm. up my network there. And that has been tremendous. Um, I've been introduced to some new folks that have just, I don't know, given new perspectives on things and introduced me to a whole bunch of new strategies and ideas for how to use Facebook as a way Mm -hmm. um, to basically attraction marketing is what it is, just getting your voice out there so that the folks that, you know, would resonate with you will actually be able to see you and, and basically get your message and see your message out there. So now it's just a matter of being consistent and putting things out there all the time and just sort of, you know, at that, at that point, it's just reaching people where they are without having to, right. you know, and, and having them kind of pull in toward me like a magnet rather than me, you know, doing any kind of cold calling or cold messaging or anything like that. So, mm-hmm. and it's been great because it's actually brought a bunch of new blood and really like fun people into my group. Um, I've had more discovery calls and more inquiries than ever before. <laughs> so it's kind of cool. Yeah. So are you focusing on Facebook? Is that, I mean, do you find that putting all of your energy into Facebook is the way to go or are you on other platforms as well? I am on Twitter, but that's mainly just, um, you know, I, I have, I guess I've got a few folks come in and find me from Twitter. I don't put too much into that though. I'm on Instagram, but mostly personally. So not really as much business wise. So yeah, definitely mostly Facebook. Um, another thing that I've been considering, and it, again, it's just a matter of time and I don't like to take things on unless I know I have the time and bandwidth to do them right. Um, mm-hmm. is starting a local side hustlers meetup in San Diego. It's been on, on the mm. back of my mind and on the back burner for a while, but I really enjoy the in-person um, stuff as well. So I had a client who was here in San Diego and it was just so much fun going out to like meet him in the coffee shop. So, yeah. So knowing what you know now about starting up a successful side business, what would you say would be the first thing that someone should do if they're serious about growing their coaching business? Or is there anything that you wish you had done first? Well, I would just say, you know, my word to them, well, it's two things really. (laughs) So it's, two action steps really, but it's just to connect with more people and that can be Mm. in person or that can be on Facebook and get out there, be present, try and build, you know, genuine relationships, not asking for anything. You're just trying to make a new friend, trying to get to know people. And then once you do that and with the people that are already in your life, let them know what you do, Mm -hmm. you know, just make sure that people know what you do and not in a spammy salesy, you know, way or an uncomfortable way, but just make sure they know what you do. And you can do that by posting or just by talking about it. Yeah, that's that makes a lot of sense because I think that nowadays it's almost like I know I anytime I get a new friend request or a new connection, I'm always like in the back of my mind going, oh, geez, am I going to have to sit through a sales pitch? You know, mm-hmm. or is this person really just wanting to connect or or am I going to get, hey, how are you? And hey, do you want to sit down for 30 minutes? It's like, right. Oh, come on. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, so yeah, I mean, I think that's a great idea. Just being able to build that network and put the effort in up front to build up relationships and then just putting it out there that, 
you know, hey, I'm available if you're ever interested. And I think mm-hmm. that that's a really cool, low-key way of, you know, like you said, the attraction marketing. Just putting it out there and the people that want you and need you are going to be attracted to you and you don't have to hard sell it. Exactly. If you do it consistently enough and you do it in front of a large enough audience, it will it will work. Definitely. Tracy, this has been so good. I would love to finish up now with the final five rapid-fire questions. Okay. So what is one habit that's helped you become unstoppable? Being consistent. So, mm. yeah, even though I'm a side hustler and I recognize that my business might be growing on a slower timeline, I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm enjoying the journey. So I'm just consistent. I'm doing something for my business every day, even if it's something small. Mm, nice. What's one quality that you think every successful coach needs to develop? Listening. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, that's always a good one. <laughs> Recommend one book that's had a big impact either on your business or on your life. Um, on my life and, and on my business, uh, The Strength Finders 2.0, the book and the assessment. Mm. Oh, nice. Give us one online resource that you think coaches would love to use and that you couldn't do business without. Ah, well, this isn't necessarily just a coaching sort of a resource, but it's for anybody who um, wants to get more done and wants to do it in a way that's a little more structured. There's a service mm-hmm. called Focusmate, uh, and it's focusmate.com. It's virtual co-working. So you can oh. sign up for virtual co-working sessions on the site, and you get paired with a, a partner, and then you show up for those sessions, and you guys basically just work. Um, there's a couple minutes in the beginning to network. Um, if mm-hmm. you don't show up to your session, they actually ding you. So there's the accountability piece. So you <laughs> right. can get stuff done if you want. Well, the way I use it is I set it for my sessions for slightly earlier than I would normally wake up. So if I'm up by 5.30, I can set them at 5 o'clock so I can get that extra half hour of work in. Oh, nice. Yeah, I've never heard of that. I'm going to look into that one. Now, finally, how can the listeners best connect with you? What's your Facebook profile and your group and um, your website? Yeah, so I um, the best place to find me and get a hold of me is in the Side Hustlers Haven Facebook group. So if you go to sidehustlershaven.com, it'll actually take you right there. Um, so that's you'll find there all the time. So cool. uh, that's probably the best place. My website is tracyminutolo.com, T-R-A-C-E-Y-M-I-N-U-T-O-L-O.com. Um, and right now, if you get into the Side Hustlers Haven, there's actually um, in the pinned post at the top of the page, you will see a time blocking workshop that I did, and it's totally free. Uh, you, it's about a 20 minute workshop, and it comes with a time blocking template that you can grab. Oh, nice. Well, I will get all of those links and all of the resources that you recommended onto the show notes page. This has been a great conversation, Tracy. I want to thank you again so much for joining me. Yeah, thank you so much. This was a, a lot of fun. Thanks for joining us on the Unstoppable Coach Podcast. Be sure to head over to the website at unstoppablecoach.co where you can grab the show notes and check out all the resources and the links to the guest website and social sites. And be sure you join us every weekday when I interview another successful coach and we learn their secrets to building an unstoppable coaching business.